Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. I love to worship God. You know that the Bible says that uh, he inhabits the praises of his people. And we need to know that we can be in this state, we can be in his praises, we can have a heart of worship in every aspect of our lives. Amen? It does, worship isn't a feeling. You sometimes experience a feeling. This isn't my sermon. This is just something that God put on my heart to share. Worship isn't a, a feeling. It's, it's a heart attitude. And we can take it into every aspect of our lives. Um, I was reading this morning um, a, a devotional that I read every day from Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and it was talking about Second Chronicles 20. And the, the army of Israel was up against this massive army that just totally outnumbered them. And they decided to worship first. And God took care of them, the, the, the enemy and took care of the Israelites. So take that into every aspect of your life and watch God work in every aspect of your life. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis 15, 15. Make sure that your Bible actually stays open. It's so close to the beginning of the Bible. Genesis 15, 15. I'm going to be talking about the peace of God. We were, we've been talking. Pastor Gwen mentioned it this morning. We're doing our No Fear Now meetings this weekend. And we had a great time yesterday. And I'm going to continue along that line. And I'm specifically going to be talking about the peace of God. I'm so excited about this. This is something that the Lord has helped me with in so many ways in my own life and and just giving me a freedom through this. It's just amazing. So as I was praying about this and where to go and um, what to talk about, there's <laughs> I looked up the word peace in the, uh, the, the, the book, The Strong's Concordance. There's a lot of, of the use of the word peace in the Bible all the way from the beginning. But the interesting thing is that it actually doesn't show up until Genesis 15, verse 15. This is the first time that the word peace is used in the Bible. So I wanted to, to read that because what we're going to see this morning is that peace is part of the foundation of a the covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant, okay? And we're going to go from there. Hallelujah. So Genesis 15, verse 15. Um, so basically, just to kind of set up what's happening here, God is talking with Abram at this point, 
Okay, and let's start um, in verse 9. It says, And he said to him, this is God talking to Abram, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all of all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. So when he divided the animals, he didn't just he didn't like cut them in half this way, he cut them in half down their spine, and then he laid them out. Okay. And when the verse eleven, and when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Take the time to drive the fowls away from your covenant. When the devil tries to encroach on your covenant, take the time to tell him that he's not allowed there. Amen? And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he, God, said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them for 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. That's talking about the exit from Egypt. And if you remember that the Egyptians just started handing over all of their wealth to the Israelites as they left Egypt. Just started giving it to them. They walked out of out of Egypt with all of their we- Egypt's wealth. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. This is a promise of God. God's talking to Abram, and He's setting up His covenant at this exact moment here. It is talking about Abram dying eventually, but he says, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. And then it continues on with the rest of the covenant. And then God walks through those the, the cut animals and cuts the covenant with Abram. That word peace is shalom. It's shalom in the Hebrew language. Now, in the English language, we think of peace, and it's and it's just um, it. The word peace really doesn't encompass the wholeness of the word shalom in the Hebrew language. It paints such an amazing p- picture. Shalom means safe. Well, happy, friendly, health, prosperity, peace, and wholeness. So, when God says to Abraham, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, he's going to go to his fathers having been safe, well, happy, friendly, healthy, in prosperity, in prosperity, peace, and in wholeness. 
he's going to live in all of that for his life. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We can live in that. We should be living in that. It's part of us. It's in us. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Let's turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be focusing on verse 14. So this is just after Jesus has been born. Okay, we're setting the stage here. This is just after Jesus has been born. Let's start in verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. That's talking about Mary. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Yesterday, Pastor Gwen talked about um, angels in the no fear meetings, and we have this picture around Valentine's Day of these chubby little uh, beings with short little wings that fly around with little arrows and and fire them at people and people fall in love and they have these little wings and they're just kind of floating around. Notice that um, anywhere in the Bible when an angel shows up people are freaking out. They are in fear and it's not in well I actually didn't look up the, didn't look up the word fear but they're in at least in awe and reverence of these massive beings right? So these angels have shown up and well I'm six foot three, so standing up here, and they're probably a whole lot bigger than I am. Amen? So these angels have come, and all the shepherds are um, scared, and they're sore. It says here, they're sore afraid. And in the Amplified, it says, terribly frightened. <laughs> and the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Oh, hallelujah. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a, ho a multitude of the heavenly house host praising God and saying, see, we're back to praising God, right? Always be praising God. And saying, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, 
goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus hasn't gone to the cross yet at this point. But we're starting here in the new covenant. This is the be the, the new covenant hasn't doesn't actually happen until Jesus goes to the cross so that we can enter in. But Jesus had to come to earth first. And the, one of the first things that heaven says about it is peace. Peace. On earth, peace. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, obviously the New Testament is written in Greek. Interestingly, the, the root word for um, peace here, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Greek word. It's E-I-R-E-N-E. -E. So yeah, there you go. You can write that down. E-I-R-E-N-E. -E. The, the root means to join. So peace in the New Testament, and I looked all the way through the New Testament, and nine times out of ten it uses this Greek word. Means to join, to join together. It means peace, prosperity, one, quietness, and rest. Oh, hallelujah. We can walk in this. Jesus has joined together with us, He lives on the inside of us if we're a born again Christian. Amen? And we can walk with Him, we can walk in this oneness. In peace. Oh, hallelujah. Again, it, it reiterates some of the same things that Shalom does. Prosperity, quietness, rest. Peace, obviously. But we are joined together with him. We are joined together with him. The only way that we can be separated from him is if we decide to take a step back from him. Right? Because he's, remember in, in Revelation 3, 20 and, 20, 20, whoop, 20 and 21, he talks about, I stand at the door and I knock. If you open the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. It's a very personal thing. He wants to come and sit down and eat and share a meal with you. He wants to be with you. But we have to open up the door. We have to open up the door. Oh, hallelujah. So open up the door. Open up the door and let him in. He wants to join with us. And when he's on the inside of us, he's already in there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Let's go to John fourteen twenty seven. So you see how it's foundational in both of the covenants? 
It's part of that foundation upon which we stand, that solid rock that we stand upon. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So this is a continuation. Jesus is now promising us that he's going to give us his peace. He's going to give us his peace that the world can't take away. Now, just like just like when he's knocking at the door, if we decide not to open the door, he's not going to come in. So he's given us his peace, but if we are rejecting it, we need to take a step back and look and see if we're doing that. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We don't have to be afraid because he's given us his peace that can't be taken away from the circumstances around us. I think the majority of people here have heard uh, Pastor Heather's and my testimony when we uh, talked on, I think it was the very first family night or maybe the second one when we talked and gave our testimony about how God had restored us. Well, so there was a point where we both needed to get a hold of God ourselves. I had moved out into an apartment, and um, Heather and the girls were living with um, her parents at that time. And Heather and the girls needed to heal and to get a hold of God for themselves. And I'd, I had to get a hold of God for myself as well at that time. So we had come to the... Agreement isn't the right word, but the, the realization that we just needed some time apart to focus on hearing God for our own lives and getting close to God and developing that relationship and I had peace about this. I, I knew that this was the right thing to do. It didn't make any sense in here because everything in, wanted, in, everything in me wanted to be there to show Heather the love that I had for her and the girls the love that I had for them. But I also knew in here, I had a peace in here, that what we were doing had to happen, and it was the right thing to do. It was from God. And so at that time, uh, we weren't going to this church, and I was, uh, I was part of uh, um, another church, and we were part of another church, and I was going to a Bible study, and I had told them what was going on. <laughs> and it's, this sounds really down and bad, but it's actually kind of funny. And <laughs> believe me, trust me. <laughs> And so 
I knew this in my heart that I needed to do this. And the, some of the people in this Bible study, they would come up to me and they're like, you have to go and tell her that you love her. You have, otherwise you're going to lose her. You, they kept coming up to me and telling me, oh, you have to, you have to, I'm concerned for you. You're going to lose Heather. You have to come up and start and make sure that you're telling her that you love her. Send her cards. Do, do whatever you can to tell her that you love her. And in my, in, in my heart, I've got the peace that Jesus has left with me. Not as the world gave. It's on the inside of me. I had to start consoling them. And saying, no, 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 it's okay. This is what God wants. It's okay. It's, it's going to be just fine. I know it's going to be just fine. And this happened on more than one occasion where they would come up to me at church or after the Bible study at the person's house or whatever. It's like, oh, how are you doing? Are you doing? Have you, have you had the chance to tell her that you love her? And, and I'm like, it's, it's just, it's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. Because there was a peace inside of me. I had heard from God. God was developing that relationship in with me. And I started to understand about that peace. And I knew that this was the truth. This is what needed to happen. And it started to manifest itself later on. And then I'm only talking like a couple of months later on where every once in a while Heather and I would get together and we start talking about what God was doing in our lives. And this still touches my heart, sorry. Separately, God had been speaking to us about the exact same things. And as we would talk, we would see this and we would realize this, that God was bringing us back together. Right, if you, if you think about a triangle, and God's up here, and you two in a relationship are down here in the bottom two corners, as you pursue God, you come up the sides of that triangle, you're getting closer to God, and you get closer to each other. And it was that peace that God gave me, and Heather for that matter, that we were able to do that and allow God to do his process. Where we decided not to step out of the peace that Jesus says he's going to give us here and try and take hold of that and deal with it on our own way, in our own, in our own manner, with our own strength and our own wisdom. See, the, the problem is, is, the Bible says that the, the, the wisest wisdom of man is like foolishness to him. Right? So even if you think that you're at your wisest point in your entire life, that wisdom still pales in comparison to the wisdom that God has placed on the inside of you. So we take the step back. We walk in his peace. Where it doesn't make sense. You can't compute in your mind. You can't come to a solution in your mind because there is no solution at this point. I had hurt Heather and the girls, and they needed to heal. And there was, it was at a point where I wasn't sure if I was willing to do anything for, for Heather and the girls to heal, and if that meant that we needed to 
permanently separate to divorce. Uh, that's what I wanted because I wanted I wanted healing for her and the girls more than anything else. But praise God, because uh, I couldn't fix it. There was there was no way that I could fix this at all, and I wanted to, but there wasn't. But praise God for His peace. I remember walking. Um, I'd be walking around the, the apartment or going out on walks or stuff like that, and there would be there'd be all these things in my mind that I, I that were concerning me, and I just I had no answer for them at this point. I, I literally had no answer for them. And I would physically experience the peace of God on the inside of me where it was like the only way I can describe it is, is like there, there was a dissipation out that like I could feel something kind of flowing out of me when that peace would come on me that all of a sudden I, I, I had no answers but then I just I knew that it was going to be okay. I just, I just knew. Uh, there was no other explanation as to why I knew, but the peace of God working on the ends, ministering to me on the inside of me. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. This peace that I'm talking about, that I've experienced firsthand in my life is on the inside of every single one of us. Let's turn to Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Actually, hang on a second. Behold that. John 16, 33. Go back, John sixteen thirty three. So, this is right at the end of the chapter of verse of chapter sixteen, and. Jesus has been talking to the disciples about a whole bunch of stuff, and here's what he says. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, in me, in Jesus, you might have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Most people stop at in the world ye shall have tribulation. <laughs> and forget about the rest of this verse. But this is God's promise to us. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. 
but be of good cheer, which means take courage, be confident, certain, and undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Notice here it doesn't say that when you have the peace of God that the trials and tribulations of life are going to go away. Right? They're still going to happen. They're still going to happen. But that doesn't change the fact that his peace is still there for you if you receive it. It's right there for you. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) So... At the end of uh, January, um, I ended up getting COVID. So, praise the Lord. The Lord had, it's a whole other story, but the Lord had told me to go and get vaccinated. And so, I had done that back in October and November of 2021. Um and so I had to quarantine for five days. And praise the Lord that I'm fully set up to work from home. So I didn't miss a single day of work and I was able to work from home. And so my quarantine had finished and we were here at church on Wednesday and I spent the morning praying and I was going to uh, do some stuff in the afternoon and, and do my uh, weekly devotion that I, I post and uh, do that up, and I get a frantic call from my sister. So this is on the 26th of January. That um, they rushed my dad to the hospital, and that I need to get over there now, because they don't think that he's going to make it through the night. Um, and so. I ended up going over on the 7 o'clock ferry that night. And um, the short story is my dad eventually passed away on just after midnight on February 1st, the Monday night, just after midnight, so February 1st. But while I was there, I got to experience this peace as I was walking through with my family, with my mom and my brother and my sister, the process of my father passing away. And I was so blessed to be able to walk alongside God through that process. It allowed me to help people, help my mom, help my brother, help my sister. Because there was a peace inside of me from God that transcended and eclipsed everything that was going on around me. And I was thinking about this and it, those tribulations and trials, they're not going to change they're going to be the same throughout all of your life. But your perspective 
on them will change. Your heart towards them will change when you allow that peace to reign in you, to work in you, to do what it needs to do. Because it gives you perspective, helps you be able to take that step back, stand on that firm foundation. If you, yesterday I was kind of giving the analogy of helping somebody out from the ditch or getting down in the ditch with them and patting them on the back. When you allow that peace to work on the inside of you, it helps you stand nice and firm on that foundation so that you can help the other person and you're not going to slip and fall into the ditch with them, but you're solidly placed on that foundation, right? Remember, we started this acknowledging and showing you that peace is part of the foundational part of both the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. It is right there at the foundation. So that's that foundation you can stand on and you can help people get out of the ditch, get out of those things, like what Bethany was talking about. When you have that peace, you don't get pulled in. You don't get pulled in. I, I didn't get pulled into having to try and show Heather that I loved her when I knew that I needed to be stepped back because I had that peace, that settling in my life. We can all walk in that. We can all live in that peace. Okay, now let's go to Galatians 5. <laughs> Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So now, Jesus has gone to the cross, and we're now living in the new covenant. And one of the promises of the new covenant is the fruit of the Spirit. That fruit of the Spirit lives on the inside of us because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Jesus has placed that peace that he was talking about back in John on the inside of us. It's now permanently on the inside of us. It's taken up residence on the inside of us. So what does that mean? That means that we don't have to conjure it up. 
we don't have to fabricate it. We don't have to build it up. We don't have to manufacture it. We don't have to go out and buy it. We just have to yield to it. Let me say that again. We just have to yield to it. It's already on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit. The fullness of that peace. Remember, my peace I give to you, not as this world gives, give you my peace. Don't be afraid. Now that's on the inside of us. And we just, when, when we're in those situations, we're seeing all of those, those problems and challenges and tribulations that it talked about in, in John 16. We just have to take that step back. And Lord, I just yield to your peace that's on the inside of, my, inside of me right now. I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that it guides me and directs me. It helps me, Lord, to see and hear you clearly. That peace on the inside of us. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. We never, ever, ever have to go without it. Ever. Again, it's our choice. We can tap into it and allow it to come up and out of us in those situations or in every aspect of our life. Through all of the stuff that uh, went on uh, with COVID and then my dad passing away, was right in the middle of the busiest month at work for me in the entire year. So year-end for the U.S. Uh, payroll, um, I'm a, for those of you who don't know, I'm, an, I'm a chartered professional accountant. So I, I work in the construction industry, and we have a company down in the United States, and I do the payroll. And at year-end, there is a list about this long of reports that I have to do and forms that I have to fill out and, and submit to the IRS and to the California government and to the Social Security Administration and a whole bunch of different things like that that I have to do. And so, as you may remember when I was talking about my dad passing away, all these things are due on January 31st, okay? <laughs> and so... I, uh, uh, dad passed away February 1st, so I was over in Victoria when I was supposed to be at work finalizing all these things and sending them off and stuff like that, and praise the Lord, I had, I'd got a couple of them done while I was working at home, while I was under quarantine, and so I had the paperwork with me, and so I was able to go to a Staples and FedEx this stuff to the IRS to make sure it was there on time and stuff like that. But there was other things that I had to get done and figure out and, and deal with while I was there. And then there was a whole bunch of catch-up that I had to do during February. And in all honesty, I'm still not 100% caught up from that at work. I'm still working on, on getting it. Praise the Lord, it's, it's um, now just things that are a whole lot more flexible than absolute deadlines. But 
there would be points where I'd make a list of everything that I had to do because I like to make lists. And usually it helps me because it helps me to remember those things that I'm supposed to be doing and I don't forget things and then I really enjoy checking the things off the list. I, I, I'm actually one of those people that if I've, I've had a list but then I do something different that isn't on the list, I write it on the list so that I can check it off the list. <laughs> That's how much I enjoy lists. <laughs> but <laughs> there were points where I, <laughs> I looked at that list and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get all of this done by these deadlines. And there, I would close the door in my office and I would take a few moments and I would say, Lord, I just give this list to you. Thank you, Lord, for this list, for these things that I have to do. And I know that you have a way for me to get through them where I'm not going to be late with them. I'm going to be able to get them done. And every single time that I've taken that choice to yield to that peace, Lord, I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your peace that's on the inside of me, Lord. I thank you for that clarity that your peace brings to me. Praise your name. Thank you for that, Lord. Every single time that I took that moment, and I'm talking literal moments. I, I didn't pray in my office for an hour to get a solution. I prayed for maybe a couple of minutes. Acknowledging him, acknowledging what he has placed on the inside of me already. Already there. Already in its fullness there that he has placed on the inside of me on the inside of every single one of you. It's already there. And every single time, he's shown me how to get the things done. Even down to the point where I had, um, we have a union company up in Canada as well, now that I do all the accounting for. The one in the U.S. is union as well. And I had to do the, the very first WCB return for this union company because it, we had just started it in 2021. So I'd never done it before, and there was a bunch of crazy things that I won't get into the details of because it's accounting details, and everybody will go... <laughs> 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 Except for maybe Heather. <laughs> Heather enjoys accounting. <laughs> um, but usually, when you're paying... Uh, for WCB or something like that uh, online, if you pay for it after a certain point in the day, it, it automatically defects to the next business day that you have to pay it. It doesn't even give you the option for the same day. And so I had done the, the majority of the WCB return in the morning, and it was probably close to noon, and so I went on to our online banking to pay it, set it up and pay it because it's the first time so I had to set up the pay payment and stuff like that. And it let me, ex it accepted it for Friday because it was due on Saturday. So payment and report was due on, on Saturday. And so I was able to pay it. But then I went back and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I forgot this one subcontractor that we have to pay the WCB for. So I had to go back and redo the report so let me redo the report. And then I went and had to go and pay the difference again. So we're now into the afternoon after usually when you can't post the payment on the same day. 
and each and so this time I go back into the bank and and I'm allowed to post it on the same day again. Praise God. And then uh, I go on and I'm doing a bit of other stuff and I realize that I missed something else as well. <laughs> um, it's complicated. Anyway, so I was able to go back in and pay that difference as well on the same day. He takes care of us. When we choose to take that step back and walk in the peace that he's placed on the inside of us, he takes care of the details. Even if we can't comprehend the details or don't know how the details are going to work, he takes care of those details. Oh, hallelujah. Because his peace is on the inside of us. We just have to learn to walk in it. Every aspect of, just like heart of worship, I was talking about at the beginning. When we have a heart of worship and it becomes part of every aspect of our life, the peace of God can be in every aspect of our life. We don't have to be concerned. You don't have to be concerned when your kids start to drive. <laughs> you, because he protects them. You can walk in peace in that. <laughs> so, as all of you know, Bethany um, purchased a dance studio last year, and so has been working at the dance studio. And well, there's been times where I've tried to help her. <laughs> and I put help in quotations because Bethany really didn't need the help. It was me not walking in the peace, knowing that God has given all the abilities that Bethany needs to run that dance studio and to see it prosper and flourish because he spoke to her. He didn't speak to me about it because it's not my dance studio. You don't want to see me dancing. <laughs> I do like to dance, yes. And there's been often times where I've joined them in doing pl plies at home and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, Daddy! <laughs> but God hasn't given me the ability to run the dance studio because it's Bethany's dance studio, and he's blessed her with the ability. I need to walk in the peace knowing that he's done that and not try and take over. So sorry, Bethany. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> so we don't have to walk in fear. We don't have to be afraid. Remember what Jesus said to them. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We don't have to walk in fear. 
God set us up for victory. He's already paid for the victory. He's already given us the victory. But now we can walk in it. We can walk in that peace because he's, he's placed it on the inside of us. He's, giving, he's given us every opportunity to walk in the covenant promises that he has for us. Every opportunity. Placed it on the inside of us. Promised it to us. Shown us how to access it. So when you're trying to run your your child's business for them. <laughs> You're facing things in your life that you don't quite understand how are going to get done or how they're going to get done. In those very moments, in those trials and those tribulations, remember they're, they're not going to leave, but our perspective of them will change. And that fear starts knocking at the door. Hello, I'm here. It's time to worry. Hello, it's here. Time to worry. Time to get anxious about this. We can simply put the chain on the door. The one that opens the uh, crack just a little bit. Open the door and say, sorry, I'm walking in peace today. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And close the door. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Gwen said, sorry, because we're Canadian. You have to put sorry. Even our buses, but sorry, I'm not in service right now. Okay, you don't have to say sorry. <laughs> you can be a Havanian and say, I'm not interested. Thank you so much. And slam the door in fear's face. <laughs> you can have that door open and say, Sir, I don't want you anymore. I'm, I'm walking with peace now. I'm walking with peace now. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604 594 7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC V3W 3B1